I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the podcast. I read it online somewhere. Your science questions answered. This is episode 25 of I Read It Online Somewhere. Your first port of call for the weird science questions you're too scared to ask, like, why are all cleaning gloves yellow? I'm Ross and I'm a science teacher, and I'm joined by my science teacher friend Andrew. Hello. And a science teacher's worst nightmare, Amy. Hi. And now, if you remember the good old days when you used to have conversations with people and bring up random facts you'd learnt, and instead of uh, citing real sources where you got it from, uh, you just say, oh, I read it online somewhere. That's us. We're that I read it online somewhere. So now you can say. <laughs> Sorry. Now you can say you get all your science facts from our podcast, and you can send people to listen to our podcast. So let us be part of your conversation. Our podcast is a look at some of the science stories we read online this week, and we try to answer your weird questions. If you want to send questions to us, please get in touch on uh, by email at iredos at gmail or I read it OS on all social media. I say all, like the normal ones. Um, so we're starting off with our fun science fact of the week. Science fact of the week. The science fact of the week. Science fact of the week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I've got a fact this week. Okay, good, because I don't. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it as a question. Um, what is the fastest thing? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What is Cheetah. the fastest thing in the animal kingdom? Oh, because you said thing, it's like, it'll be like a leaf that comes off a tree. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it a plant? It is not a plant, no. Oh. So we all think it's like cheetahs, like the classic answer. Have you, cheetahs, classic answer. There, have there you are faster animals than cheetahs, though. No, what are the faster animals than <laughs> cheetahs, guys? Last week it was know. fish puns. You just get told that cheetahs are the fastest animal. The fastest land animal. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. So we've got sea and air. Is it... Wait, is it the fastest Is it the fastest thing that's moving or just the fastest thing in the animal kingdom? I want the fastest thing in the animal kingdom. Is it? Is it the snappy thing of a lobster? Oh, it used to be. Uh, the, 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 what do you call it? The, 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 the... Pincers. It's the pincers of yeah. the mantis shrimp is what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, well, now we have a new one. Oh. Um, we, we should uh, state that the fastest... Uh, uh, fastest thing in the air is the peregrine falcon doing a dive. Come on. And the fastest thing in sea is a blue marlin. Niche. Oh. I don't know what they are. Fish. I think they look cool. Back to yeah. fish bones. <laughs> Back fish to fish bones. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the fastest thing. So it used to be uh, the fastest thing recorded was the 
the mantis shrimp like basically clapping its hands together. Yeah, it was that. I think it was used to stun like uh, its prey or something like yeah, that. So yeah, it, it sounds could, like a Pokemon move. So basically, it can move the water <laughs> so fast that it created like an air bubble that would sort of stun the prey. And yeah, then you could go and eat it. Mantis use so, sonic boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had no effect. <laughs> Um, so the new fastest thing is, uh, I want to get this right, vampire ant, maybe a draculant, I'm going to check, I'm pretty sure it's a draculant, oh. um, and its bite is faster than the mantis shrimp um, thing. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, it, and the way the, the Dracula ant survives is it lives in caves, and it eats the blood from its own larva, is that the right word? Yeah. It's a bit weird that is a yeah, bit weird so, it's... so wait yeah so I, they, they don't really know why it has this incredibly fast bite but it, it does have it's the, the fastest bite they managed to sort of get a slow-mo recording of it um but it's got this incredibly fast bite and it basically does it like how you click your fingers you know you like sort of build up pressure with your muscles and then you release it to click your fingers oh. so it's basically doing that with its um what the bits that stick out. I'm going to call them mandibles, but I'm not sure that's the right word. Mandibles is right. Oh, hello. Look at me go. Hello, higher biology. Uh, so it basically sort of puts them together and then pushes together and then they like click past each other. Oh. And that, it's incredibly fast. Nice. That's doesn't like... help them with biting their young, but... That is... Right, there we go. That is Good cool. Fact. Yeah. Okay. Right, so we're going to go to the things we read online this week and we're going to start off with Andrew. Hello. Um, so what did I, you read online this week? I also have a question for you guys. Oh, nice. Okay. Is... <laughs> I feel like I've just cheat, cheated and got two stories. Sorry, but we'll just go. Yeah, I think you was supposed to be a quick, quick, quick. It's all right. It's all right. And, but I do kind of also really hope that you don't know the answer, because then I'm like, oh. So if you do, pretend you don't. We'll pretend um, you don't. But guys, why, do you know why pens have holes in the top? Yeah, I think so, but I bet you I'm wrong. I think so, but I think that's maybe wrong as well. Is so it I, just... I would say so. If a toddler swallows it, they can keep breathing. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> Andrew, like everyone, <laughs> that story. Like that's you get taught that in school. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was thinking, oh, I was just there swallowing pen lids. I was thinking oh, it must be something. Yeah, else something different. Yeah, everyone just gets told that at school. Like, unless you got told that when I was about eight. Andrew looks so upset, everyone. Do you want to redo that? No, tell us why. Is it to see the tip of a pen through the lid? (laughs) Like, why else would there be a hole? (laughs) To let the pen breathe and dry out. So you can pretend you're smoking a cigarette? I'm going to find a new story. Just so you can whistle (laughs) really annoyingly in class. Was there a story behind this? Or were you just no, <laughs> I was literally going to tell you. Can we switch that to the fact and take Ross's ten minute and take Ross's ten minute spider story? No, no I'm going to find something else. I'm going to find something else. I feel okay. I, I, thanks, Andrew, for your science fact of the week. I feel. I feel like I was like knew. everybody knew this, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Do you know? What? I'll do a poll on our Instagram. And we'll see how many people. Yeah, do that. I, I want vindication that some people didn't know this. We'll do, we'll do a poll. I'll do that tonight. Okay. Um. Okay. Do well, you want another story. I've got another story for you, Sean. No, Andrew can find his own story, and I'll do mine. Yeah. Okay. Right. Next thing we read online this week is Amy. <laughs> 
Do you know why potatoes have skins? <laughs> okay, no, my story is from Lad Bible. And it's about the quietest room on earth. So it's a room. I know this. Do you have you seen it as well? <laughs> I have. But I can't really tell talk- I can't really yeah, tell you much at about least it. I though. can elaborate more than just like pens have a holy lid. Yeah, it's true. I tried to that get was back. It. I, I tried, that was your story. I tried to <laughs> argue back and it didn't work. No. Anyway, Ross will be interested in this if I'm he's not seen it. Yeah, I've not seen it. Um okay, Ross, you need to correct me on my science here. So most like in the room any room that you're in sound reflects so like it stays the same volume but inverse square law have you heard this yes i have as a physics teacher i'm aware of well so, well Andrew just told me that he just found out why pens i love how this is like that this is the week where it's like yeah i already knew all this oh yes yeah. well, well that, there's multiple inverse square laws so you okay to... well this is this this in the first one okay <laughs> be quiet right for sound it's for sound, okay. it's the inverse square law, but basically something about if that if you move back, the volume halves of yeah. sound. Uh, well, How would you explain that better if than you, I am? Yeah, so if you increase your, if you double your distance, the sound gets four times Something smaller. like that. Anyway, but, beca- but like when you're in a room, it doesn't do that because your voice is just reflecting off everything, so it's quite cool. But anyway, so it's minus 9.4 gigahertz... Does that make any sense? No. <laughs> you have a negative frequency. No, it is definitely a negative one. Wait, do you mean gigahertz or do you mean but decibels? Decibels. I don't know. It's minus nine point four though. I, I thought okay. that that would mean decibels. Decibel might work. Yeah. Okay. Okay, guys. Minus nine point four gigahertz is definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> Andrew, you can't laugh at anything tonight because you thought pens had also. I didn't did think. I did. I knew this. Well, I, I, I knew why. after reading it. I can't believe you thought we, our mind was going to be totally <clears throat> blown. Anyway. Okay. Brutal from Amy there. <laughs> Andrew, that was rubbish. I expected more. Usually it's me it getting poor slaved. effort. Now, let, fairness, let me I'm tell men. you about my sounding room. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Couldn't hear you there. I was almost choking on a pen. <laughs> okay, I'm going to repeat that. Okay. Right. So this room has a negative frequency. No, decibels. Stop. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. This room has a negative decibel, right? And when you're in there, you can hear your blood flow because it's so quiet. Like if you're in there on your own. How cool is that? That is pretty cool. And... Apparently, if you they did experiments and if people are in there for like fifteen minutes with their eyes closed, they start experiencing like psychosis, and they start going like a bit mad. And the longest anyone has ever been able to stay in that room on their own is forty five minutes. Oh, that's really cool. Obviously, awake like you could have a sorry, you could have a great nap. You could have a good but you nap. probably wouldn't because you'd like hear your blood just flowing. That would like put you. Yeah, but it's actually used to test hearing aids and things like that. Oh, okay. but the lad viper went in and did something. But I thought it was quite cool. Yeah, so decibel is a measure of loudness. So, um, like a normal room, something like thirty decibel, like without anything happening in it. Um, it, a, like normal conversation will be like sixty decibels. It's called an anechoic chamber. It, guys, just an update. It is minus point nine, minus nine point four decibels. Okay. How can you have um, minus? Uh, so the way the decibel scale works is, well, it's actually named after a famous Scottish scientist. 
called Des. No. <laughs> Des a bell. Um, <laughs> no. Des a bell. Think of think of like Des-a-bell. sound and think of bell. Ding. Oh, oh, Alexander is it Alexander Graham Bell? Yeah. Oh, so, uh, so he did so, the telephone, and he's just. And was, so, to, to, you know, his wife was deaf. To measure how like loud so the sound was, inter- he, invented he the came telephone. up with the, his sort of measurement, which was the bell. But the bell wasn't a very good measurement, so we could, he like a decibel is like a tenth of that. Um. So it, so. Uh, yeah. So he came up with uh, decibels. Yeah, okay. Amy, hmm. science fact of the week. Alexander Graham Bell's wife was deaf. Hmm. And he invented the telephone. So I think it's interesting. I'm just going to double check that. I think I read that in like a homework diary at school. I read it online somewhere. It's fine. That's all we need. That's it is. But, like, did you... Um... Oh my God. <laughs> the first thing that comes up on Google is, is Alexander Graham Bell's wife named Hello? <laughs> <laughs> that's, not what, that's not what the first thing was on when he phoned people. Is the, is the, yeah. first, thing, is the first greeting not um, uh, Ahoy? ahoy. Yeah. yeah, I think that was on QI before. It's maybe not the first, great, but I think that's how people used to answer the phone. Yeah, not not oh. not the first thing. I think the is the first thing not Bell talking to his like lab assistant or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. Do you know what year it was? It was 1837. No, you've read it wrong, Ross, because you're just like 1873. <laughs> <laughs> I was just guessing. I wasn't. He was a professor of vocal physiology, physiology at Boston Uni. Quite niche. Oh. When was like the American independent, like seven, oh, seven, <laughs> Quick, cue up Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. New York City. <laughs> Pardon me. Are you Aaron? Yeah. I was just like, do you know that's what? actually, I'm always you know going to remember. How to actually, remember American yeah. history. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move on to the next story of the week, which is me. So, Amy, I thought this one would appeal to you. Oh, it must be about the brain. <laughs> it is not about the brain. It is about the Sims. Oh, yes. Right, I'm on oh. it. Right, so according to the Daily Mail... Shout out to Bella Goth. How you play the Sims could reveal if you're a psychopath. <gasps> okay, I'll tell you if I'm a psychopath. People with psychopathic... Uh, psychopathic? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can we, can we guess as to whether or not we would be a psychopath? Uh, you can try. I don't have that much information. but uh, uh, People with psychopathic traits are more likely to show aggressive and mean behaviours towards other characters. So not to your own sim, but to other characters. So the, the survey was done. Uh, 200 participants... I say survey. Um, study. That's the right word. Study was done with 200 participants. And they got them to... They got You had to design your own sim. And then they interacted with four like, AI control characters. Mm-hmm. I say AI, AI, it's not AI, like machine-controlled characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the how you interacted with those characters sort of coincided with like how psychopathic you were. Okay. I just thought it was quite interesting. So what did you, like, if you were mean to them and stuff, you were yeah. a psychopath? Yeah, so but, I mean, but I mean, is it mean to have them go swimming, remove free control, and then remove... The stairs out of the swim pool is that mean or is that just something that everybody does but is, is that's what you do to your one i've never played the sims is that not what you do to your yeah yeah but this this isn't what you do to your one it's how you make your sim interact with other people no i'm usually quite nice although i had yeah. an affair recently oh so, yeah. In, yeah you were trying to get like the heartbreaker thing 
Yeah, but but you have to do challenges, and the one no, the one I had was have like as many kids as you can. So it oh. was like, is this like on? Is this the new Sims Four? Yeah. Oh, Sims Four but out it, now. Literally been out for about <laughs> ten years. <laughs> oh, with uh, two hundred up, two hundred uh, updates. No, what are they called? The expansion pack. The expansion pack. Oh, yeah. can't be bothered. Sims Four, the pets. Yeah, I'll take all that out. Do not worry. Okay, we're going to go on to the last story. A wee Scottish accent. A little bit of twang in there. We've been watching Traces, and it's all based in Dundee. Uh, someone got murdered on the law. There's been a murder. Uh, so, we're moving on to the last story of the week. <laughs> moving on to the last story of the week, which is Andrew. Andrew, who have you got? Hi. Uh, Hi. So, this is just the second story, because this first one was really short. I wasn't sure. Like his, like his pen. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, my pen is not short. We don't need to know about <laughs> Not short. It does have a hole at the end. Um, so, um, so, I, so my, my story is about dogs. Oh, found a yeah, dog story. Um, so, Ice Age Hunter's leftovers may have fueled dog domestication. Ooh. Now, like, the really weird thing is that, so driving in the car, listening to the radio, um, two things were talking about dogs, like two radio shows were talking about dogs, and it was the weirdest thing ever, because I thought, why are we talking about dogs? So one was actually about um, how dogs came to become domesticated and moved halfway, like, across the world with us, and I think this is what this is based on. Um, And the other one was, uh, do people love their dogs more than their children? And Ooh. how we shouldn't be... About, this guy was on the radio. I think it was Radio Scotland. Was saying, like, how we shouldn't be, like, like putting our jackets or jumpers or stuff on dogs. And, like, how dogs shouldn't be treated in the nicest way or something. And to be honest, I kind of turned it off because the guy was kind of annoying me. Um, but here is another thing on dogs. So, um, some uh, time between... Uh, 29,000 and 14,000 years ago, uh, within that time, so quite, it is quite a long, uh, a big scale, uh, hunter-gatherers navigating North uh, Eurasia's frigid landscapes turned wolves into dogs by feeding them lean meat leftovers. So uh, there's lots of research into why we think dogs became uh, domesticated, and one of the reasons is because um, hunter-gatherers and human beings as such can't, uh, we can't digest all of the material that we get from um animal protein so about the ancient human human beings um got about 45 percent ish of all of their like daily calories how much they got daily from animal protein but humans are not built to be completely carnivorous right so if you look at our teeth we've got uh flat molars at the back which means that we are we're omnivores so we need plant-based stuff in our diet so not just our teeth but our liver can't uh process lots of things properly and obviously we can't produce any um vitamins Uh, sorry we can't produce some of the vitamins we need so vitamin c for example we can't produce Mm. so therefore we need to eat plants um which meant that we wouldn't be eating all the carcasses that we were hunting and therefore that opened up what we would call a niche for dogs to come in and then they would eat what was left and that's how we were able to domesticate them. Um, 
and I, so I just thought that was yeah to be our friends. Yeah, because because we had an opportunity well, yeah, to fit them. They could get stuff from like because we we don't really crunch the bones down and stuff. No, certainly bits like that they can get like the the marrow out from the middle. Yeah, of the so so stuff. they can get the the other minerals and they can they can eat all the things that that necessarily we can't eat again because of their their mm. teeth. But um, yeah, and they can digest it, and they don't need dogs don't need uh vitamin C as much because they can actually produce it themselves. Um, which is why why they don't need to eat food. Yeah, they so don't eat oranges. yeah, so I did once. I did this um this computer study where you could look at the gene sequence of loads of different things and you could compare it to work out who does need it, who doesn't need it. Which is why, interesting fact, on uh, the ships with pirates, and um, before they discovered citrus fruit, they would eat the rats because rats can produce vitamin C, and that would yeah. prevent oh. that would prevent scurvy. Scurvy. Okay. Wow. That's quite interesting. Then you can just have a Barocca. And I don't know if you knew this, but pens have holes on the top so that if you swallow it you can breathe. <laughs> Boom. Oh, Still got my fact <laughs> in. <laughs> and I felt confident um, saying it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, I've read some that there's only like three original like types of dogs. There's like a Siberian husky, a Tibetan wolfhound and something in china japan and basically those are the three dogs that were domesticated at different like parts of the world yeah pro- uh, probably i mean they all come from like a common wolf and they're all bred for their specific advantages so a bit like humans so when we moved to different parts of the world we adapted to the you know survival yeah species so you don't want a, a big fluffy husky in the desert or whatever no 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 so it's a bit like the um the i think the elephants in africa and india um so the african elephant has larger ears i'm never sure if i get this one right i think they've got larger ears to radiate more heat out yeah whereas the indian elephant doesn't it's got smaller ears because it doesn't need to radiate heat out as much Mm. so yeah but it's same like pretty much the same elephant it's just they're adapted to different situations yeah well I, I, was, I was listening to something about um yeah elephants are probably like the basis of human society uh this is on i can't remember what it was on it was a podcast i was listening to um and they were talking about that like elephants um like could provide enough meat for lots of people to come together oh. so the reason that we are probably like a sociable society is probably because we um, like eight elephants, and elephants were all around the world. So they were everywhere except Australia. Wouldn't, wouldn't like to eat an elephant. Um, so yeah, elephants are woolly mammoths or things Tusk. like that. They could provide meat for uh, hundreds of people for like days. So yeah, supposedly the the fact that those elephants meant or and other big animals is how humans are a social thing because they didn't have to compete if you're if you're hunting an animal that's big enough to share around. Okay. Yeah, wow. I mean. You'd never forget if you eat an elephant. Yeah, uh, we just don't say that. <laughs> I was. So when, so when were you, cats see domesticated me then? Um, <clears throat> the, oh, years ago. Af- like Af- I, w- I would say after that. I'd say Cleopatra. After now, that. I've read somewhere that cats were only domesticated in the last 100 years. In the last 100? Well, that can't be true because they were all in Egypt. Yeah, they were there, but they weren't domesticated. Like, they weren't like attached to a family or anything they were just there roaming around hmm. do you think maybe so if we watched these, the musical cats, cats we would find out this answer i think we would all perish from 
from watching that movie Cats. <laughs> Unless it's a version with bombs. Ross's favourite fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a version of Cats where they all have bombs. Yeah, like, yeah but hold on. Wait, holes. you're forgetting the whole other point, which is they all have human hands. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, some of them have breasts. Like it's all just quite weird. That's the least, the least worrying thing in that film, considering the names in that film. How much money did it lose? Did it lose money? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Oh, so we're going to go on to the questions from the public. So, Amy, public. you've been picking up questions from the public. Okay, I just want to tell you this first. Um, cats lost a minimum of seventy-one million dollars. <gasps> A lot. Wow. So, questions from the public. Over to Amy. Okay, first question is Is it possible to gain superpowers? What do you mean, mean by superpowers? Yeah, it depends what question. you mean by superpowers. Right, well, can I just say I worked with radioactivity, like radioactive samples, for quite a while. Well, at least over a year. Maybe two. And uh, I got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, it's most likely just to kill yourselves or give you cancer radioactivity. So, Well, um, I, I, wait, hold on, hold on. You can just skip okay, over that. Cool. Every superhero movie ever has told me that's how to get it. No, just get bit the Hulk, by a spider. Which is radioactive. Mm-hmm. Radioactive gamma radiation. Okay, so we need radioactive animals. But, oh. but but like humans are radioactive. We give off ra- like radioisotopes. No, sorry, our radioisotopes decay. Um, Surely that we can radiation. like evolve, or there's like a defect that you can do something that other people can't. I can roll my tongue. Yeah, but what's that superpower? Yeah, well, here is a superpower <laughs> for you. Um, or there's a superhero. So I reckon if a superhero has this power, then it is a superpower. That's what I'm gonna call it. Um, Andrew Daredevil, describe his. Uh, abilities. Blind. He is blind. Uh, did you see how I my really th- did you, Did you see how I threw my voice and changed it into Amy's? <laughs> 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 yeah, but he's blind. I'm sorry. No, no, not. I'm sorry. If you're about to say he's blind and therefore he can hear better, no. no I'm sorry. I'm Human, not, humans not don't get echolocation because they're blind. Yes, they do. So there are blind people <laughs> that have learned to sort of click, like click their tongue with. Oh yeah, and depending on how the sound comes back to them, they can tell where things are. Really? Yeah, so like they can bat? tell. Yeah, exactly. Is like that a not bat. sonar. Um, your sonar is just above the range of human hearing, um, Ooh. so it's, it's the same thing. But obviously, you would for a human, you'd use something that you can hear, so you use sound. Oh. Um, so it wouldn't allow you to see like Daredevil represents in the TV shows, but it would allow you to and I. Every time I get biology cover work in school, I always seem to end up watching this video of someone that's going around um, clicking and they can sort of tell where trees and stuff are based on the, the sound like that they're cool. hearing back. Clicking so with their mouth is not clicking with their hands. Like, they're not... Yeah, cl- clicking with their mouth. They just go... Yeah. It's, not like, it's not like some sort of 50s, like, gangster, like... <laughs> Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, not that. Um, so that's the only superpower I think we can get. Now, next question. Right, Amy, on to the next question. You just... Next Can you question. just focus on... I was Googling fo- superheroes. Okay, I'll let you I wanted to try and find a power. I got um, power. Why do we get pins and needles? Oh, right. I'm going to tell you my version, and then Andrew's going to tell the real version. Um, 
Blood doesn't flow places? That's what I think it is. Andrew? That's what I would guess as well. Good. Well, <clears throat> you're, you're not... You're not you're not really wrong. Um so it's because um what's happened is that there's a sort of pressure on the nerves or the um blood vessels that supply them and then when that pressure is cut released it travels through <coughs> Was that the cat? No, it was me trying All right, to okay. water. the cat she coming to tell us I just imagine it's the cat coming to say, well, actually, cats were domesticated in 782. <laughs> um, I'm not domesticated. I just, <laughs> I just stay with you because it's useful for my food. Uh, so, <clears throat> so uh, it's, yeah, it's due to the pressure on nerves uh, or blood vessels that supply these nerves. And therefore, um, it normally happens when you uh, like are in an a awkward position. So I get it all the time when I'm sitting cross-legged cross-legged or i'm like leaning on my arm and then my arm kind of goes dead and um it's just the it's it's actually your numbness so it's your nerves are kind of signaling but that information isn't necessarily going anywhere so can it not be the sign of like you're about to have a heart attack as well or something can it be bad medically no um no it's not normally it's not not bad medically uh most of the time like most of the time i always panic because i get um my arms go dead because I sleep on them. So when I like when I sleep sleep at nighttime, my arms go like dead, and I can I always panic. Um, because well, I I used to panic until I read this thing where, um, turns out it's absolutely fine because your body will naturally wake up or your body will naturally move so that you get out of that position so that you can get blood flow back into it. Yeah. Um, okay. And normally normally you try and move, but obviously you know your arms are numb, so you're kind of more just rolling, mm. and um, or you're trying to grab stuff. I don't know if you've ever tried to grab stuff when your arms oh, are not. That's so weird, isn't it? Absolutely hilarious. But um yeah, so so it's not it, it it's not really dangerous in, in any way. Um the heart thing I'm not too sure. It's not something I've Might heard have just of. made that up. Cool. Okay. okay. Um and I'm just gonna squeeze in one last question if we have time. Um why are all cleaning gloves yellow or pink? Does anyone know? <laughs> I I'm just gonna throw it, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I, I don't I don't think they are just yellow and pink. They're the main ones are. Yeah, aren't they? I think it's more of a brand thing, is it? Yeah, you get black ones now. Yeah, well, like uh, our cleaner's got blue ones. Well, maybe maybe it's maybe. Okay. So I I've got a, a. This might be completely made up, but this is my guess as to what it is. Is I think yellow is like the traditional color, and I think it's probably from back in the 60s and 70s when they were first making these is that was just the colour they came out like when when they were mixing the rubber with plastic to, to make the gloves mm. I reckon it probably just came out a sort of like just beige yellowy colour um, so they just carried on making them that way or is it the fact that it's is it a company Marigolds that... yeah well Marigold is the company who. so maybe they just making them and yeah. Marigold flowers are yellow yeah, maybe just on brand for them. It it might just be on brand, or I mean, it could be it could be on brand. It could be just so happens that's the type of rubber that they were able to make back then. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. you can also get purple marigolds <coughs> and red marigolds and pink ones. So. Yeah, I think I think now you can get loads of different colors, but I, I so it might just be that depending on when the last time you saw a pair of marigolds was then. 
And of course, but that's the thing. It's one of those things, isn't it? People just call them marigolds sometimes. Yeah. Older generation just call them marigolds as if like people yeah, are supposed to know what that a, is. It's like a hoover. It's a hoover. hoover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, a sellotape. Other things like the sellotape. Sellotape. Tipex. Yeah. Tipex. That's fair. Good White rush. out. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you say? Pen or razor? Um. Li- liquid. Oh, is it not? Is it not liquid? A razor. A, a liquid. Blue tack. Something. Blue tack. Well, that's hard, but you know, um, if you guys can think of any, uh, then please feel free to uh, drop us an email at iredditos at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or TikTok at iredditos. Um, and thank you very much for all of your uh, reviews and likes. Uh, we actually got a notification this week from our podcast hosts, uh, Podbean, uh, to say that we were up in the high charts in, in the social sciences uh, genre chart topping list so uh, thank you very much for everybody who's who's uh, posted and left a review we really like reading them so please do feel free to drop us more um, bring us up in conversations with your friends and your zoom chats um, other uh, conversation systems are available um, and please uh Give us a like and a follow, and we will see you next time. Right, bye. 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 Remember to check your pen. Rude. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.